0: So, um, for those of you listening to this, uh, we had some issues with our recording on Sunday morning, so instead of it being the actual sermon from Sunday morning, it's still going to be the same sermon and the same material, but I'm going to just read through it as if I was reading you a story, sort of. Um, So, hi everyone. Um, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Noah, and I'm an intern here with H2O. And for those of you who do know me, my name is still Noah, and I'm still an intern with H2O. I grew up in Hudsonville, Michigan, which is near Grand Rapids. Most people know us for our ice cream, but some people know us for our celery and our cabbage. And if you were to get those things from Aldi in the Ann Arbor area, you might actually have gotten them from Hudsonville. I went to Central Michigan University for my undergrad and got a bachelor's degree in IT and a minor in Spanish. It was there that I found Chi Alpha. Well, I didn't really find it. My mom did, and she nagged me to go until I went. But it was also there that I led my first core group. And during Fall Retreat in 2019, God told me to do the CMIT. So I said, all right, and here I am today. So this week, God shared with me that he wanted me to talk about the body. Now, I know that the Bible talks about the body a lot, but I don't mean the human body. Rather, I'm going to talk about the body of the church. And there's no better place to go for that than Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. So let's dive in. Everyone go ahead and turn their Bibles to First Corinthians 12, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So, the title of my sermon today is Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes. And I have Justin, my co-leader, to thank for that, because he came up with it while we were hanging out on the Saturday before I did this sermon. So um, I'm going to be focusing on one main idea, and that is that God has orchestrated and honored every part of the body. How many different roles exist in our church? And I mean H2O Campus Church. Do we always think of all these roles, or do we only think about the speaker and their message when we think about Sunday mornings? Come along with me as I dig deeper into the importance and the biblical precedence of unity and honor in the body of the church. We are all of the same body. In verses 12 through 14, it says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Before I explain this passage, let me give a little bit of context. The church in Corinth was divided into two main churches, one which excelled in the spiritual gifts and one which excelled in Bible knowledge and the intellectual side of the faith. These churches each believed that they were doing Christianity the right way and looked down on the other church. If you were at Fall Retreat, you would have heard J.P. Dorsey talk about this as well. Here, Paul is telling them that they are all part of the same body. Paul has used two big contrasts to emphasize this point. The Jews, descended from Noah's son Shem, and the Greeks, descended from Noah's son Japheth, were very different groups of people. These two groups of people descended from two groups that split off right at the point that all of humanity is descended from. You can't get more different than that. The Jews were monotheistic, in that they only believed in God, and the Greeks came from a polytheistic background in which their culture believed in many gods. However, both of these groups are included in the body. The other contrast of slaves or free is another big one. By definition, these two groups are polar opposites, yet they are still both included in the body. Let me introduce my family to you. First, we have my brother Zach, who is 20, my sister Hannah, who is 18, my brother Nathaniel, who is 16, my mom, my dad, and Bree, my wife, um, who you all know, hopefully, and if you don't, you should. She's awesome. I am the oldest and the biggest of my siblings, um, though my youngest brother is catching up pretty quickly. Yes, we all look similar, but we are all different shapes and sizes. We all have differing interests and personalities. Bree may not have been born into our family, but through our marriage, she is just as much a part of our family as any of us. This is the same as how the Gentiles were included in the church. They were brought into the body by Christ, even though they weren't included before, and now they're just as much part of the body as the Jews were in God's eyes before Christ came to the earth. We are all different, yet we make up one family and one body, just as every member of the church, no matter who they are, makes up the body. We need all the members of the body. In verses 15 through 19, it says, If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? In the earlier part of chapter 12, Paul talks about all the spiritual gifts. For reference, these are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. If the body were filled with only people who had the gift of prophecy, how would anyone get healed? Or if the body were filled with only people who could interpret tongues, but no one to speak them, what would be the point? Could you imagine a whole body as an ear? Not going to lie, that's kind of a disturbing image. Thankfully, though, we have a precedent that we can follow that prevents the body from looking like some disturbing image like a whole body as an ear. Now, let me explain to you how a bicycle works. Um, Overall, there are probably more parts on a bike than you probably even knew were on a bike, and many of the diagrams I found had parts that even I didn't recognize, and I've been biking for years. And while I could go through explaining every single part of a bike, I'm just going to focus on the few main parts that are necessary for it to function. That would be the frame, the wheels, the seat, the pedals, the chain, the gears, the handlebars, and the brakes. Put simply, the frame holds the bike together. The pedals turn one gear, which moves the chain, which moves the other gear, which moves the back wheel. The handlebars turn the bike the brakes stop the bike, and the seat allows you to sit on the bike. I'd say most of us probably don't even think about all of this most of the time. When the bike is working properly, there's no need to think about this stuff. But how many of us have ever had a chain fall off of our bike? I definitely have, and sometimes I'm in the middle of the woods when it happens. When this happens, there's only one thing you can do. Fix it. In the same sense, when a member of the body is struggling... We shouldn't ignore it or hope that someone else will take care of it. The best thing we can do is to come around them and support them. In this case, we are all the bike mechanic, whether we like it or not. And this applies to every single member of the body. The quote-unquote lesser roles are just as valuable. In verses 21 through 26, it says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Paul here has said that both of the churches in Corinth are just as important and just as honored by God, even though they put a higher emphasis on different parts of the faith. But this isn't just about the churches as a whole. Acts 242 gives us a glimpse into what the early church did when they gathered. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Yes, someone had to teach the church, but someone also had to host the gathering of the people for fellowship, and someone had to prepare these meals for them to eat. Even though the people hosting and the people preparing food may not be as front and center as the person teaching, Their contributions are just as important to the function of the church, and they're just as deserving of honor as the person teaching. Now, in the sermon, I showed a picture of um, some nature that I took earlier in the week, and I'll just describe it to you for the sake of the podcast. Um, Basically, I took a picture of a plant with, um, it was a green plant with some berries on it, and below it were dead leaves on the ground and some fungus growing on those logs. In that picture, I can find multiple forms of life. There are the plants with their berries, there is the fungus growing on the dead log, and unseen but still present are the smaller creatures such as worms beneath the soil and the squirrels that kept running away when I got close to them. While people may unconsciously give the green life and the berries a higher importance simply because they look better, the fungus is just as important. If the dead leaves and logs never got broken down, the forest would get very crowded and the soil would eventually lack the nutrients to grow new plant life. So the decomposers are just as important as the other life in the woods. Just as God created nature to function perfectly when all its parts are functioning properly, he also created his church to function perfectly when all its members are functioning properly. If God honors every part of the body, do we? Many people will honor the speaker on a Sunday morning and tell them their message was great, but when was the last time you told the worship leader or the members of the band how good of a job they did? Or have you ever honored the people doing slides, sound, or kids' church? These roles are all just as important in keeping the church functioning properly as the person giving the message. If all the members of the body are not functioning, then the whole body will not function properly either. This week, I would encourage you all to ask yourselves, what is my part to play and how is God calling me to serve? Thank you.